Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle Welcome to The Circle Unbroken. Like we mentioned earlier on the intro, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and I am here with my main man, Coach Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Man, I love fantastic. That's We need to get you a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt that has a, lo- a small little label that says Circle Unbroken, but then it just says fantastic. I'm going to get it printed. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it hooked up. I am fired up today, Coach. Like, I am, I, you may have to adjust my volumes and my levels or just say, hey, dude, shut up, because I am hot uh, today in a good way. A lot of times you hear people say I'm hot and they're mad about something. That's not what I am. Actually, I am so fired up today. Let me do this. Let me take my uh, headphones off and I am going to take my hat and I am turning it around, folks. My hat is now on backwards because I'm getting down to business. Okay, coach, I am fired up to talk today about what it means. You ready? Listening audience about what it means to be a dog. Now, I I don't mean your school mascot, okay? And I don't mean a dog in the sense of man's best friend, okay? When I say be a dog, what I mean is one of my kids recently got a message from his coach, and his coach said, hey, as a leader on this team, one of the things I'm concerned about is we don't have enough dogs, Well, let me tell you something. Their mascot is not dogs, okay? What he is saying here is we don't have enough people on this team that will fight no matter what. People that will just grind. People that will just get after it and go. And last night, I was inspired. I know a lot of our listening audience may have different feelings on the NBA, and you are permitted to. That's fine. I watch it one specific time a year, and it's the playoffs when I think that people really, really, really care. And that's how I grew up. Um, And so here's my deal. My deal here is there has been a player that I've been watching for a long time. He's the favorite player in our house, and that player's name is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was homeless at age 13. His dad left when he was a young age, and his mom, when he hit 13, as many moms probably would like to do, looked at him and said, I don't like the look of you. Get out. Now, that probably means that Jimmy maybe, I I don't know how he behaved. I don't know anything like that. I just know that Jimmy was homeless at 13, and he has been climbing and grinding ever since. And last night, Jimmy Butler came out. He was playing against a team, a really good team in the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler scored, I think it was 56 points uh, that he scored last night. And it was one of those efforts where you saw somebody just will 
it. I mean, he just he just wheeled it. He's one of those guys. It's he's not an overwhelming talent. He just hustles, coach. The guy, the guy that you love, and Jimmy Butler has dog in him. And anybody that wants to debate me or contest that, if you've listened to Circle Unbroken, I'm usually not a debate guy. I'm, I'm a love everybody guy, but I will debate you on Jimmy Butler the dog because he just he has it in him, and then it comes out and he, and he wills it. Well, one of my favorite Jimmy Butler stories is during the COVID time when the NBA uh, was playing in the bubble. And a lot of people calls the, call those, they played at Disney World, a lot of people call those uh, the Mickey Mouse championship rink uh, that they got. And he was playing in that, and he got his team all the way to the finals on his own. And a lot of people were wearing these different things on the back of their jerseys. It really turned a lot of people off on the NBA, and I'm sure it inspired a lot of people also. But one of the things people would wear is they would wear a thing on the back of their shirt that would say, in racism. Or they would wear something on the back of their shirt that would maybe like a political uh, activist type of statement. Well, you know what Jimmy Butler wore on the back of his jersey? It said, Butler. And, and somebody asked him about it in an interview, okay? Now, for context, Jimmy Butler is an African-American man who was, if you've been listening to, to me for a few minutes, homeless at the age 13. Went on to Marquette, has bounced around the NBA uh, because he has a dog in him and he will not be cut. He will not leave. I mean, he fights and he scored 56 last night. Okay. The the previous person that had the most uh, points in the uh, Miami Heat history of, of playoffs was LeBron James. That may be a popular name for some of you uh, at, I think, 49 points. I'm hot. Okay. So 56 points for Jimmy Butler last night. This is the same guy that during the COVID stretch, they asked him why, as a black man, he had the name Butler on the back of his jersey and not these other things. And he looks at the interviewer, and here's what he says. Oh, on the back of my jersey, it says Butler because that's my last name. (laughs) He said, it's my last name. I worked hard to get that name on a jersey. Like, I worked hard for that. And so the reason that my jersey says Jimmy Butler is because that's what I'm about. And it it almost, when he said it, it did not come off as, you may hear this as selfish. That's not what he was saying. He was saying, I'm here to play ball. I have grinded. I have clawed. Not that there's anything wrong with with being an activist or caring about other people on certain things. He said, but I'm playing basketball. And when I play basketball, it's time for me to think about the dog that I've created and that I've become. Dot, dot, dot. I know a lot of people at churches, at businesses, at community organizations. I'm really going to hit that one here. As we talk about Circle Unbroken who maybe have a little bit of dog in them, but they table it. And they table it, and they don't talk about it, and they don't put it out there. And the reason that they don't do that is because they're so busy in some other side thing where they're distracted by a shiny object or some activist thing or stance they're supposed to have when you're depending on everybody else, and it might be time to stop and look and say, do I have any dog in me? And as you hear this today, as you hear this message, I want to ask you, is there something in your life? Is there something that is happening? Is there an instant right now where maybe you need to dig deep and maybe you need to say, you know what? I got some dog in me and I've got to find it. And today we want to encourage you to do that because it's not just about sports. 
I was talking to a coach this morning, and I was talking to him, and he was telling me, you know what? That's something we say to our players. We need more people with dog in them. We need more people with fight in them. And I said, you know, I do the same thing in business. Well, when I go and talk to a group, I want to talk to people about how to win, like how to really go. When I go and talk to a church, what I want to do is say, hey, the church in Acts, they turned the world upside down. It was, wait, we're going to go out now. You're not going to look in the Bible and say, there's actually a Greek word for dog. No, no. I mean, this is our modern vernacular where I'm being silly, but it's that, okay, okay, let's run with this. It's fire. It's a fire that you have in you and you want to dig deep and you want to see it. If we want to go spiritual here, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's what you have. It's a gift that you have. It's your fuel and it ignites you. But on a daily basis, when you are working, when you are hustling, when you are putting things together, the moment that this happens, the moment that this happens in your life, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've got to reach in and say, you know what? There is a fuel. There is something inside of me. There is a dog that maybe I have inside of me that I've got to let out because the dog is willing to fight. The dog is willing to do whatever it takes. And I don't mean I don't want you to think today about dog eat dog and not having compassion. I'm, uh, that's a different discussion for a different day. I'm talking about this idea of I'm going to go and it's time to hustle and it's time to get it. And I think a lot of us are just so lost and a lot of us are just so maybe even passive because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And it may be time for you to look and say, you know what? I need to flip the switch. I need to really dig deep and I need to say, you know what? There's something inside of me that I'm supposed to pull out. Coach, you got any thoughts on my intro here? Because I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let me know, man. Well, you, you, you kind of – the first thought I had, you also kind of kind of went uh, past it or you went through it mm-hmm. and, and stuff. The, the term dog you know, comes out from the old Alaskan sled days, you know, during the gold rush in Alaska. Right. And the dogs up there would end up – you know, having be, be kenneled together and, and stuff like that. And there would be, uh, you know, dogs need to, you know, they need to have a leader. Right. The, the, the sled dogs have to have a leader. Well, one of the fastest ways to do that and decide that was to let the dogs decide. Mm. Mm. And that was going to be done usually through fights. You know, you know, you, you fed the dog. What they would do is they'd come through. Dogs would be in a big pen. They'd just throw the food in the middle. Right. And whoever yeah. was whoever had the most dog in them yes. got to eat. Yes. And the rest of them kind of went without. Right. And, and so you learned real quick as a dog, you learned how to take care of yourself. Yep. You learned how to fight and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and so having that, 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 uh, that alpha dog mm-hmm. in a sense – was okay. That was you know the, 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 they did that on purpose, right? To yes. watch and see who who got who got the fish most of the time, who got the and, and stuff, and who who what other dogs backed off and, and stuff. And usually that alpha dog was the one that ended up out front because he was going to take the lead, and, and he and then they would train him that way, and then the rest of them would fall in line. Right, right. And so you know you were always looking for that dog. Yeah, yeah. To lead your team. And the stronger that dog was, the better your team was going to be. Mm. Mm. 
And and that's what you want. You you want that because you, you've got that fight that that can be contagious. That that, mm-hmm. that can reach out. And I think a lot of times people are waiting for something to spread on teams and organizations right now without thinking. And this is what we want to encourage people today. Without thinking, there's something inside of me that I've got to reach in and find. There, there's something inside of me that I've got to dig deep and find, and it will it will bless and it will help the others, but i got to focus on my hunger, as you mentioned. i got to focus on what it is I'm going to get. And as you mentioned in that illustration, people people knew what would happen, right? You, you go when you eat, you go when you get it, you're tougher, and then all of a sudden the pack becomes tougher. I mean, like, that's that's going to happen in so many places. And so I think we've got to look and we've got to say this, okay? And I need everybody to really lock in here. Sometimes we get, if you're like me, we get locked in on what can happen in a month or what can happen in a year. Like what I mean by that is what we do is we focus on something long-term. And here's what a dog does. And I want to say this. What a dog does is a dog, the person that has that dog in them, they will find a way to focus on the 24 hours in front of you. Like you will find a way to look and to say, okay, what can I take care of right now? Now, if I focus on that, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get closer to where I want to be. But what a dog will do when you pull that dog outside of you is they'll take a bite out of something. They'll say, okay, here's what I can control right now. Here's what I can do right now. I am going to look at a situation here and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say this. I am not going to make a habit out of choosing maybe what feels good over what's actually good. Like I, I am going to go in here and say, you know what? Maybe taking a break feels good. Maybe dodging a situation feels good. Maybe taking a rep off or, or maybe not hustling after a goal. Maybe that feels good. But the reality here is that I've got to do what is actually good, what is actually beneficial. And that's an evaluation I think that we all need to make. That's an evaluation that we all need to have. I think what happens, I think what happens is that we sit back and we sometimes try to let life happen to us. I think sometimes we, we try to let life happen to us as opposed to going and saying, and I'm not trying to incite the audience today, but saying, hey, here's something that I need to chase. Here's something that I need to do. Here's, a, here's an area in my life that I need to choose to be aggressive. I, I, need to, I need to make that effort. And there's a way to do this. Yeah, Coach? I, think, I think it comes back to one of the things you've, you've preached before in, in, in other shows and stuff, also about accountability. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we want to be accountable to each other. We want, you know, you don't want to let your friends down, but to be accountable to anybody else, you first have to be accountable to the one in the mirror, right? You're the one, you're the only one in your whole circle of people that knows whether you did your best or not. Absolutely. And if you hold yourself accountable to that standard, then you do have the ability and the, right, I guess, if you want to call that, to hold others accountable to the team standard. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you don't live to that sure. standard for yourself, then you're a hypocrite. Right. And that's where the dog, you know, the, the, like you said, the dog that comes out is he holds himself accountable first to himself. Yep. Yep. That it's- I've done everything, you know, okay, I may, you know, you know, 
to bring it back to your sports analogies and your ball players and stuff like that. Yeah, I just twisted my ankle. Okay, I'm not at full speed. I don't have this ability to you know to do what I normally do. Right. But I'm going to find a way to beat that guy across from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a way to do it, and I'm going to find it. It may take me a little bit. It may hurt a little bit while I'm at it. Right. But right. I'm going to find a way. That that's and, it. There, it, it's it's finding a way because if. If that person says, I want, I want to be successful, like success is my destination. That, that's where I yeah. want to go. There's an old phrase that says this. If, if you want to reach your final destination of success, you've got, and I love this, this is one of the most motivational quotes, you have to pass through Hard Work Boulevard. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's where you got to go, right? Not easy yeah. street. But but that and the dog says I'm gonna find a way to get down that street. Yeah, I heard one of the, one of the best quotes I ever heard from a coach one time. He said, you know, you know, and it, it was about accountability. He says, I don't accept excuses. He says, I don't even accept reasons. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, he right. Goes, he goes, I'm there to win the game. I'm right. there to be successful at what I do. And he says, number one, I dev- you know, will not accept excuses. He says, but most of the time, I don't even accept the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was to me. That was one of those things. He says, you know, even in situations where I've got a reason to to, to not live up to this, I've got you know, I'm hurt. I don't, you know, this is that. This circumstance is out of my control. He says, right. I don't even accept the reasons. Right. I'm going to go find a way. Mm. Oh. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> oh. They they were my my one of my kids' teams. Their their coach was preaching this message, and they were talking about a tournament that they were fixing to play. And they were talking about what was going to happen uh, the next day, uh, what time they needed to be up. And one of the coaches told him, he said, hey, uh, make sure that you all set your alarms for such and such time so that you're ready, that you're mentally prepared and all this to face the day. This was for an athletic tournament. Now, we feel this way, you know, maybe uh, religiously, maybe professionally. Got to get up and get ready and get prepared. Well, he was telling, the coach was telling these kids what time they needed to get up. And one of the kids responded and said, hey, I am not going to set my alarm. And the coach kind of looks at him like he was being defiant. And he said, I'm not going to set the alarm. He said, because on game day, my passion wakes me up. And I went, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is what you want, right? Yeah. This, this is somebody, that's how uh, not only a dog acts, but that, that's how a dog talks. And, and what I want to do, we're, we're going to go into a break here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to say something. I want to say something that really sits on the heart of our listeners today. If, if you feel like this is just rah-rah and we're just, you know, fired up and yelling and screaming about being a dog and you're like, okay, well, that's not going to work for me. I'm an accountant. Or that's not going to work for me because I've got this deadline. Okay, listen to me. There's something, somebody or someone, I'm trying to hit all the angles here, that you might be tempted to give up on. There is something in your life right now, to use a sports analogy, you might think about punting, okay? You may think about pulling out. You might think about quitting or being finished because it hurts. We're going to go into the break with this message for you. Are you ready? Pain hurts nothing like submission. Some, sometimes we think, I got to quit. This is too hard. This is too difficult. But you need to weigh it and say, okay, this hurts, but giving up is going to hurt more. 
giving up in this situation is going to hurt more. It's going to bother me more than my inconvenience right now. And here's what I want you to know. What the dog does is the person with a dog in front of them, inside of them, says this. Man, I'm going to push through. I'm going to fight through because I know this is uncomfortable. I know this is frustrating. But you know what? I have a hunger to push through. And we're going to talk about this when we come back after the break. In your life, you want the circle. Listen to me. You want the circle to be unbroken. It may take a little bit of dog in you to ensure that. We'll be back. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business, 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee. 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back here on Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined by my buddy, Producer Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. Man, we are we are rolling today. If you're just now joining us or if you need a quick review, we are talking about what it means to have dog in you. Uh, D-A-W-G, not your, not your old school spelling of D-O-G, but the D-A-W-G, when you've got that dog in you. And you may hear this and think, that is too slang. Uh, this is too uh, sophomoric. That's a word I've been saying a lot lately. Uh, this is something that just kind of has this juvenile locker room feel. Whatever. I'm just trying to motivate you because I get motivated when I see somebody that has dog in them, somebody that has fight in them. And I know, I'm going to be honest too, uh, it may feel a little forced for a Caucasian male to say, it's important for you to have dog in you. All right, whatever. I mean, I, I don't care. What I want you to know is that there is supposed to be this fight and this fire inside of you. And sometimes we just sit back and try to let life happen to us. Everybody wants to be a winner until it's time to do what winners do. And I, and I want to, I want to put that and use my word for today. Everybody wants to be a dog until it's time to do what dogs do. Meaning having that fight, having that, I'm going to go and get it. Having that, I'm going to eat mentality. There's a song from my childhood that I always listened to. It was a funny song to us, but there was a line in it that said this. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to take the chance. You chose the music, so you had to dance. And, and it's this idea of looking here and saying, I want to I wanna be treated like a winner. Um, I want to have the life of a winner. Um, I want the luxury that comes uh, from being a winner. But then all of a sudden, I look around and say, what am I doing uh, to try to fight for this? What am I doing to try to earn this? For me, I live in a house that is nice. It's a nice house. And especially you start looking around the world, it's a really nice house, okay? And folks, I don't live in the Taj Mahal, but it's a really nice house compared to the rest of the world. And every time I flip on and off a light switch, you know what I think about? At 14, I had to pay the light bill. And not like, ooh, way, way to suffer and struggle, Taft. But I got an appreciation at 14. I had a parent tell me, you always mess with the lights and your friends always keep the lights on. And you know what? This is not something that I can easily pay. So, son, pay it. And so I'm cutting yards. It sounds like I cut yards to keep the lights on. No, I cut yards to learn a lesson. And so, you know, what I started doing my friends will come over. Hey, flip those lights. 
Hey, kill those lights because I was trying to save money. But there was a piece of me at that age. There was a spot for me where I started to learn, okay, this is something that I've got to do. This is something that was put inside of me. And, And it's something that we have to have inside of us, a foundation that starts that point for us where we say, this is where the dog was born. This is where it comes from. These are the things that make me hungry. And these are the things that I do to make sure that success is a part of my routine. Dogs go after that. Before the break, I mentioned this. There are times in your life you want to give up. There are times in your life that you want to quit. But remember this. A dog's mentality is this. Pain hurts nothing like submission. Picture this. I go out today and we finish the show and say, coach, I'm not eating lunch today because I'm tired of the way my pants fit me. And so, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go jog. And coach slaps me on the back and he says, well, have a good run. Coach, I'm going to have a great run. I'm going to strap on my tennis shoes. and I'm going to take off here down West 7th Street. And I'm going to go on a jog. And if you guys are driving to your lunch destination, you're going to look out and say, who's that big-headed boy trying to jog? Is he dragging his legs? He look like a zombie? No, I'm trying to exercise. All right? And as I'm trying to exercise, I'm going to start at a really good pace. Uh, I'm still at a spot in my life, uh, for now, where I can start at a pretty good pace. But you know what's going to happen? My body is going to say this. Uh, newsflash, um, sir, we don't do this very often. And so what's going to happen is my body then is going to trail off. My, my pace is going to change. And as my pace changes, there's going to be this thing that kicks in inside of me saying, hey, so the body's not down with this. Um, w- you started off pretty fast at this pace thinking that you were that Toby Keith song, uh, that, that you were as good as you once were, right? Like, hey, you, you, you can't do this. And, and let me tell you, this was not a good idea. And so all of a sudden, I'm going to change. Then there's going to be that part of me that says this. Hey, body, you should quit. This hurts. Um, we feel like we are dragging. If you've ever started jogging out of nowhere before, you know what I'm talking about. We, you, are, you are dragging into the pavement on, on which you proceed. Like your body, the gravity is starting to pull you down and the movement is not easy. And what's that, what's that pain in my side? And am I getting lightheaded? And why is my body stinging? Like all these things are going to happen when you start that exercise is good for you and makes you feel better process. And as I'm jogging, I'm going to want to quit. And if I quit and I stop now, granted, if you got to listen to your heart or something like that, it's a different world. But if I just stop because I'm uncomfortable, this feeling is going to come over me of regret. This feeling is going to overwhelm me of, dude, you could have pushed. You could have kept going a little further. You, you, you could have made it, but you know what you did? You listened to the wrong voice. You didn't pull that dog outside of you that said, man, finish the course that you started. And then if you've ever been like this with me before, you stop and then you say this, oh, a car just drove by and that's somebody I know. I better start again. Folks, when you start, your legs are heavier than before when you quit. And your body, you thought you were hurting earlier. Now you're like, now the body is going, red alert, red alert. Like, 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 what are you doing? And what you've got to remember, the person with some dog inside of them, not just about exercising. That's just a visual example that I want you to think about. But pain is temporary and quitting can last forever. And I'm not talking about jogging anymore. I'm talking about in your marriage. I'm talking about your professional life talking about in your religious realm 
There are things that you might be going through where it's time for you. It's time for you to say this. You know what? I want to be somebody that has dog in me. I want to be somebody that pushes through no matter what. I I want to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and look in the mirror and say, "I, I like that guy or girl right there, but that's my competition. Like it's me against me and everybody else is watching. That's what a dog says, right? Oh, I think sometimes we hear dog and what we think is you go out there and somebody says, good morning. You're like, right? we're not talking about that. We're saying it's you against you and everybody else is watching. Okay. If I couldn't eat yesterday, what can I do today to ensure that I eat? If I was worried about that bill last month, what is it that I can do today that will ensure that at the end of the month that I've made progress. And there's another piece to this, okay? The other piece to this is I want to be a dog. I want to take ownership and I want to actively take responsibility for my part in the shortcomings that are in my life. That's what I want. But you know what? Here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that in my life, there may be a shortcoming. There may be a responsibility for me in my life, but I don't have anybody to look at and to look around and say, you're a dog too. I want you to think about looking and seeing somebody else that might have that mentality and how you can adopt it. How you can look and say, hey, this person is a hustler. Uh, I want to let you guys know we're called Front Porch Radio here at Kennedy Broadcasting. And I've got this huge window in front of me. And a lady just walked by this window pushing her grandbaby in a stroller who has been fighting a terrible cancer battle. And every time I see her at church, every time I see her in the community, every time she passes my orbit with what she's going through, she makes it better. And let me tell you something, ask me how I'm doing. And she's somebody, when I think about hustling and pushing through with what she has, she's an encouragement to me. This happened in real time right now. She just walked by this window. And so if you do not think, if you do not think from the bottom of your heart that God wants us to have other people in our orbit that encourage us on a daily basis, I want to tell you this, you're not really opening your eyes. You're not really looking around the way that you should because there are people in your life. I'm telling you right here. There are people in your life that are dogs. There are people in your life that do have this hustle. And all you see is the end result. And maybe sometimes it's time to look and say, what is it that's making that person hustle? I can go down the street. And I can talk to people in the barbershop, in the restaurants, at the churches, all over the place. And you know what I can find out? I can find out that everybody has a dream. They do. There's something that they want. There's something that they wish for. But not everybody has grind. Not everybody has that in them where they're turning and they're looking and they're hustling the way that they talk about what it is that they're going to do. Whether they're not hustling in the sense of here's where I'm going and here's where I'm chasing. They just say, oh, it would be nice to have such and such. It would be nice to have this at this time. But being somebody who says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to go after it because I believe in my heart that I was born to be great. I believe that God doesn't do accidents, that God doesn't do mistakes, 
Maybe some of you have been told before, oh, my mama told me I was an accident. Or, or maybe your daddy got real mad at you and said to you, you know what? I wish you were never born. You're a mistake. Here's what I want you to hear, people. Your God is not in the business of accidents or mistakes. So the same God that took the world and, and think about think about this big hand. Think about those Allstate commercials that were holding the, the, the earth in their hands. Think about this big hand, the hand of God that created the world and, and picture this hand holding a ball, right? And took that earth and created it. The same God who spun that earth into existence is also the same God that took his hand and breathed life into you. The same God that took the world and spun it into existence is the same God. Our life, we are, we are literally, we are God breathed. And I can talk more about that. But the same God that took the world and created it is the same God that created you. And so that God does not do accidents. That God does not do mistakes. You've heard me say this before. If you have a birthday, you have a purpose. Now, let's, let's have real talk for a second. He does surprises. All right, he does surprises, so you may have been a surprise to, to your parents, okay? But he doesn't do accidents or mistakes. And so that God who created you, I'm telling you this right here, right now, wants you to be great. Wants you to be great. I'm not telling you that he's saying you must have straight A's. I'm not telling you that he says you must score 30 points a game, that you must be mayor, that you must have this huge bank account. Not those things. But he wants you to be great because in John 10 and verse 10, he says that the thief or the robber comes to destroy, but I have come so that you would have life and that you would have it to the full. So, so, so that you would have a life that is big, that you would have a life that is abundant. And the people that believe that have an easier time. I'm just telling you the truth. That's all I can tell you. The people that believe that have an easier time accessing, pulling out that dog, that encouragement, that fire that's inside of them because you believe, hey, I was wired for this. I was built for this. We all have the ability to produce this greatness in our lives because God created me, newsflash, to be great. He, he didn't create me to just be mediocre. He didn't create me to just say, well, I'm just going to coast through life. There are so many people out here with something inside of them. Your story may be like Jimmy Butler's earlier where you, you had this terrible thing happen when you were a kid and you had to decide, am I going to build? Am I going to rise up? Am I going to do this? Some of you may be in a spot where you are trying as hard as you can to do something. And there's always people that are hating. There's always people that are stopping you. There's always people that are getting in the way of, of what you might deem as progress. And sometimes, I told you earlier, to find people that are dogs, to find other people that you can be around, to, to latch on, to, to hook up with other people so that in your daily life you can say, I want to have this dog mentality and you have it too, so I'm going to roll and try to be like you. But then you have some people that tell you this, I'm just trying to give you some constructive criticism. Your pedal might be too far down. You might be doing too much. And if somebody is giving you what they call constructive criticism, here's what I want you to think about. I'll take constructive criticism from people that are dogs. I'll take constructive criticism for people that have done something, but I will not take constructive criticism 
from people who have never constructed anything. I want to be surrounded by people that are getting after it. I want to be surrounded by people that are pushing, that are trying. Don't hear this as me saying you can only hang around elite people. I'm not telling you that. But here's what I am trying to tell you. When you're looking to be motivated, when you're looking to be inspired, a lot of us are saying, I just want to be a dog. But I'm surrounded by people that are literally doing almost nothing, and all they want to do is critique the way that you're trying. Here's the reality before we go into another break. Some days are harder than others. Some days it's hard to get up early. It's hard to grind. It's hard to hustle. But I would much rather have that dog mentality where I suffer a little today than to struggle for the rest of my life. So let's look at today, the 24-hour gift that we have been given, and dig deep to find that dog because that's a mentality that will push us to eat. It'll push us to survive. And you know what? Maybe we'll find ourselves a part of a pack where there's everybody who's hustling for the same thing. We'll come back after this break on Circle Unbroken. Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back for our last segment here of Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, uh, joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. Man, I am having a good time with this message today. Um, And a lot of times when I get rolling on something, it's for me as much as it is for anybody. Can you tell? I mean... I I, I was wondering a little bit about uh, if you really... You know, really excited by this or not, Coach? <laughs> coach, I am, I am inspired. Now we're talking about dogs today, having that dog inside of you. And let's be fair. I want to be a dog. I want to go get it. I want to hustle. I want to eat. I want, I want to reach down and find that that dog inside of me. Okay. And I know it sounds funny. I know it's different. I know we don't all talk this way. I know if I was sitting in a business meeting today and they said, "Taff, tell us your vision for our company," I'd be like, "Well, you all need to have some dogs." They'd be like, "What?" But but with the vernacular and with the slang, the way that we use it today, I really think this is something that is inspirational. I think it's motivating to say, hey, who? where are my dogs? Like, where are the people that are going to really fight, that are going to really hustle, that really hunger for success? And that's what I'm looking for today, Coach. I'm looking for people with that inside of them. Yeah, as an as, as athletic coach, you're, you're always looking for those people that have that quality about them you know uh you know on tv they've kind of they've kind of made it not made it sound you know they said he's got a high motor or he's mm-hmm. got you know he's got an engine you know got an engine about him or something like that hey there's there's a it doesn't matter what label you put on it right yes but those are the people that everybody wants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and when you can get one then you're, you're going to be successful and, and um, you know, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. And it's not a quick process. You know, that, you know, we were talking in the break, you know, that, uh, right. you know, I had a teacher and a coach who, who had this up on the wall and by Edison, you know, of course, Edison, we know Edison, you tried a thousand over a thousand times before he found the one combination to perfect the light bulb. Well, you know, Edison made the comment and they were interviewing him and he says, yeah, the world's full of failures who would have been great successes had they tried one more time. One more, dude. Yep. And that became kind of the mantra of one of the team. You know, the team that I was coaching that year was, you know, you go as far as you can go and take one more step. That's it. That and and you're going to get where you want to go if you're, if you're willing to do that. Yep. Yep. I, I read something recently. I don't have the stat or the pie graph in front of me, but it was something like this. Um, when you say, I've got nothing left to give – there's like these studies that have been done. I don't know how they do this. Uh, when you say I've got nothing left to give, you're actually at about 40%. Yeah. 
Like yeah, coach, you, coaches have learned this a long time yeah. ago that we can we can go about twenty percent further than <laughs> yeah. our bodies think we can. <laughs> there's there's more inside of you, and wherever and, you fall on the numbers, the the idea is you've got more. Yeah, right. There is there is more inside and of you. Convincing the players, and and a lot of times when coaches do their conditioning and stuff, right. it's as much mental conditioning as it is physical. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is physical yes. to to get stronger, to prevent injury and stuff like that. But it's also the mental side of that is. I can do whatever it takes, and I've and, and that's as you know to me, that's as important as the physical condition. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard those coaches call it hell week, uh, or call it gut week. Uh, either way, they they call it. Now, if, if a coach calls it hell week, he's not lessening uh, the idea of e- eternal punishment on your theological spectrum. But what he's saying is, if you can go through this. And come out on the other side um, that, that, that you're going to be good. Gut week is saying, hey, when I go through this, I've really got a gut check. I've got to look and see what it is that I have. I was watching a, a Vanderbilt baseball coach and a guy was running the first base. Now, if you've, if you've coached baseball at all, all the way down to your younger levels, you will always teach a runner to run through first base. Uh, don't don't stop prematurely. Don't hop onto the base. But this is the base where you can run through it. Okay, you can run through this. Second and third, you run through it. They're going to tag you out. But on first base, you can run through it. And then they'll encourage you to make a turn, make a turn and look, so that you can know what all is going on on the field. Well, I was watching this guy just go hard to first base. And I watched him go hard, hard, hard. And he got real close. And as he got real close, there was a play. And he head first slid into first base. And I watched the coach get down. And it looked like the coach was getting down and get onto him because you don't see that. You don't see mm-hmm. runners do that. And then you watch the coach turn around, put his hands on his hips, and kind of throw his hands up to the sky. Not like he was mad, but like he had just heard something from the player. I was dying to know what happened. And I found out afterwards that the player ran, 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 dives head first into first place, and that the coach looked down at him and goes, what are you doing? You're going to break your thumb sliding in like that. And the player looks up at the coach with a big, goofy grin and goes, coach, I just wanted it so bad. I mean, his response to the coach was, all I knew to do right here was to just give it everything that I had in a non-conventional way. And it's a, let's forget the fundamentals of baseball for a minute. This is somebody that just said, I want to be successful. Man, I just want it so bad that, you know what, I may break my thumb. But I'm going to use, and this is going to sound really extreme, but again, keeping with the idea of the day, I don't care. I may have to use a little bit of pain to push me to greatness. Ronnie Lott. Uh, Ronnie Lott. Um, hey, we may have to take your finger off. Okay, do it. I want to finish this game. I want to play in this game. All right. So when you want to succeed in a way that is just absolutely bananas, you may have that dog in you. When you want to succeed, you want to play, and you want to push in a way like this where you say this, you know what? If I can look up, I can get up. Like, I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. My grandfather would tell me this as a kid. He would always tell me this. He would say, if you're not dead, it's not too late. And he'd tell me that. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's too late for such and such. And he'd be like, you dead yet? It kind of, kind of reminds me of Monty Python. I'm not dead. It's merely a flesh wound, you know. Uh, but he he would always tell me that, and he would say, "Hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold up. You're alive. 
And on this show, we've said that a lot on other things. You remember Coach and I, we have said, hey, place your finger underneath your jaw. Place your finger where your watch is. Hopefully you have a pulse. Okay. And what we usually use that illustration for is to say this. That means that you're alive and there's human blood running through you. Therefore, you're not perfect. Right. You don't have that perfect blood, that Jesus blood. But there's another way to think about this. Check it. Got a pulse. You're alive. It's not too late. I mean, that's a, that's a message of the gospel. But it's also the message here for you if there's something that you want to achieve, if there's something that you want to do. And I've heard a lot of different things when people talk about success and they talk about how bad it is that you want it, what it is that you're going to do, what your focus is going to be, what does it look like for being a dog, for for looking in there and saying, this is what I want to be, this is a level that I want to get to. And I think it's a hunger to keep on going. And I'm going to switch this for a second to the religious world. I grew up in a, in a faith heritage that talked about steps to salvation. Now, now some of you may have heard this. Some of you maybe never have heard this. But they, what they did was they talked about different biblical concepts and just put them together in a Bible study format for somebody to have steps to reach different I don't know if I want to say levels, but different marks of progress for your Christian life to become a, a believer. Okay. And here's what they would say. They would say, first of all, you want to hear the gospel. And, and what, the way this was presented to me growing up, I'm telling y'all, I would read tracks. I would see magazines. I would see articles and there would be these steps. Okay. It was a step and you would see this little drawing picture it in your minds right now here. Okay, so you hear the gospel. That's when we preach, when we, when we teach, when we read. Okay, hear the gospel. And then there's another step. See if you follow me. And it would say, hear. And then the next step would be that you could coach. Do you know the next one? Believe. Believe. All right, so this makes sense. You're with me. Hear the gospel, and then you've got a choice. You've got an option if you're going to believe. Now, if you hear the gospel, step one. If you believe the gospel, step two then probably what's going to happen is you have an opportunity in your moment to say, is my heart pricked? Like, am I inspired to change because of this? And if I do, you know what? The next step on there would say repent. And it would be this, hey, I don't want, I'm on these steps and I don't want to be that person anymore. Uh, if you don't know what repent means, if that's too much of a religious term for you, I totally understand what, what it means for you to do is to make an about face, to change. Okay. I'm going to change my direction and not be that person anymore. Okay. And this is great religion. These are, these are great spiritual steps, but I'm getting somewhere with this to hear step one, to believe. Step two. And, and let me interject something right there. If I don't believe what I'm hearing, I'm not going to act on it. A hundred percent. So, so, you know, yes, I have to hear, I have to be exposed to it. Right. And then I got to believe what I can do. You know, and again, we come back to as this coaches all the time. You got to believe mm-hmm. that you can do this. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it, you're really not going to try to do it. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So, you know, and, and to take it back into, you know, that, to put that into a real world situation, you know, and come back into your, your salvation situation, uh, you, you've got to believe on it or the rest of these steps don't matter. Right. Right. It's, it's foundational for you. Okay. If we look at these steps, I'm not doing one without the other. And 
I repent. And when I repent, here's what happens. Now, if you had told me that I was going to do a national radio show and podcast and that I would be talking about the steps of salvation on it back in the day, I would have laughed you out of the room. Okay. And if you had told me today that I was going to start by talking about be a dog and I was going to end with the steps of salvation, I would say, what kind of show is this? But watch hear, believe, repent. Here's my next step. Confess saying this, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I I believe that I need my sins forgiven. I believe after hearing the gospel, after believing, after repenting, I confess that what that means is the same thing as a wedding, folks. Uh, you, You hear what that means is, hey, I met you. Okay, I believe that we could have a relationship. Okay, I repent. I don't want to be with any other girls. Okay, then I confess. You know what that means? I love you. I mean it. And then I am baptized. You know what that means? What it means when I am baptized is I'm saying this ceremonially. Here I am. And here's what I'm saying. I want to enter into this marriage. I want to enter into this covenant so that I can be either married to you or so that I can be saved as a Christian. And I am walking through these steps to get to this point so far. Coach? Yeah. And, and to, to, to kind of bring this in a full circle, mm-hmm. to bring this into a, into a non-religious world or something, when you confess is when you put yourself out there and say, I commit to this. Yes. When yes. you say something to somebody else, I'm committed. You know, you put your name on the dotted line. You, right. You, right. You, you go to that first practice and you you basically, by showing up, you tell your team, I'm going to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to do this with you guys. That's confessing, you know, and, 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 and you, you have to, again, you have to do those other steps to get to that point. Then once you put yourself out there, you got to go do it. Right. Right. It's, and, there, and there's that last step. Yep. You know, to be um, baptized within the church context. Right. But in the uh, in the worldly, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in the earthly concept is now I've done all these other things. I got to go do it. Yes. Yes. And, and I don't accept anything less than the best that I can give. Right. I, I am. I am making the effort. I will never be perfect, but I've been called to make perfect efforts. That's what it is. Like, like when I follow Jesus, uh, I, I want to try in everything that I do. And the reason that I want to use the illustration with you guys is to paint a picture here of these steps. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized. And the way that I grew up, I would see this on a picture. And then at the end, it would say this, Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful unto death and you will receive a crown of life. Okay. Now, there was a level. There was this level of step, 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 steps, and then... This, this last part was like a level, and it's almost like I'm going to live the Christian life. And seeing that illustration drove me nuts once I had kids because I taught my kids how to walk. I taught them how to go up steps. I remember at one of our homes, we had these steps where you had step, 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 level, and then step, 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 and they would get to that plateau. And I remember one of my kids, we, we worked with them, and they walked up those steps, and they got to that level. And he got to the level and got up on his knees. He's rocking a diaper and drool and everything. And he kind of turns around and looks at me as he's climbed and gotten to the spot. And when he got to that level where there was nowhere else to climb, he thought, he turned and looked at me and kind of put his hands up. And, and that's what I want you to know. You're still climbing. 
You're still grinding. The dog in you says this, I'm not going to level off. The dog in you says this, I am not just going to get to this one step and then go, well, that's it. Now I can relax. You know what? I don't retire from Christianity. I don't retire from a hustle in my life of greatness and excellence. God didn't build me to do that. What God has given me is a fire inside of me to keep going, to keep pushing, and to get to that next level, I've got to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's your message for today here on Circle Unbroken. I hope that you have been motivated. I hope that you have been inspired. And I hope you realize that every area of your life, your church, your business, your community needs more dogs because we need more hunger so that we can lead to a group that experiences more success. I love you. Find that dog in you. And I'm out. By my window 